You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Omega. Welcome, one and all, to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, man, we have a fun creator to talk to. Oh, man. Homie is a music producer, but he's also a comic book writer. He is doing his thing with this amazing project that's out right now called Shadow's Daughter on Kickstarter that I need you to, to support the crap out of. I mean, Homie is a heavyweight right here. He's about to take everybody by storm, bro. And you know what? He's going to sing. He could probably sing and play this into everybody's ear. Like, why you need to be uh, digging Shadow's Door? The one and only Mr. Morgan Quaid. Where about? Hey. How you doing? Hey, dude. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, bro. I am fired up, bro. After reading your book and having you, I'm happy to have you on, bro, because I love the book, man. It, it's so much fun. It's, it's manga. It's anime. It's kick-ass, you know. Uh, a kick-ass female lead with an amazing story that we meet a whole bunch of characters, bro. I can't wait to dig in to the project, bro, because you, you, it's murder. I can't wait for people to check it out. <laughs> great, man. Yeah, yeah, so, it's great fun. Great fun. Yo, so t- let's talk about you, brother. Uh, where you from originally? Where you grew up at? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, from Australia. That's the wonderful accent that you can uh, hear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was born in Melbourne, which is uh, in the south part of Australia, and then okay. sort of moved all around. And now I'm in uh, Brisbane, which is sort of middle, middle um, okay. uh, east coast. So, um, so yeah, Lou, so, man, you're like, oh, man, it, it's, it's early for you, ain't it? Oh, uh, it, it, uh, seven, just, just, just about seven thirty. I've got a, I've got yeah. a, a 11 year old that wakes me up at four in the morning. So I've been up for three hours. It's fine. It's yeah. Cause that, cause a shout out to my Australian brother, Dodgy 86 in the mix. We do a show every Saturday. So it's an 8 PM for me and he's up and we do the year now. So while I'm drinking a beer, he's drinking coffee, trying to wake up. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is good. I'm, I'm awake, so this is a good time to talk. That's uh, for sure. My loud ass, don't you worry, brother. You're gonna be all right. So you know, no. growing up over there, man. So talk about the culture and you growing up, man. You know, how was that fandom? Who introduced you? Was it mommy? Was it poppy? Was it Titi? Was it your friends? How, or was it yourself? What? It was. It was. Was it even around? <laughs> it was. It was around, but I, I, I never knew about it. So there, there's a, a big comic uh, community in Australia. I, I never knew anything about it, and um, it, for years and years and years, there's a lot of comic creators that have been creating stuff. Um, but when I was young, I, I never really got into comics. I couldn't do Marvel or DC or any of that sort of stuff Ooh, because really? I think my my brain couldn't deal with the the images and the words at the same time. It was either too many words. Uh, or I just oh, back the then, yes. Then you would have been a fan of the '90s books at least, because that was less words, more art, as opposed to the '70s and '80s, which is like, oh my god, that was a half-hour read, which I loved. Now I, I miss those days. Right now, it's a quick ten-minute read, and I'm like, damn, bro, I just spent five bucks. Yeah, that thing yeah, spent yeah. sixty cents, and you you're reading for a half hour at least. You feel like, you feel like you got ripped off if you get through it too quick. Yeah. Well, back then, yeah, like you say, it was back in the eighties and yeah, I, I could never really get into comics. And in the nineties, man, I was a teenager. So it was just hormones and girls. I, I and, feel you, know. you, brother. I, I still did yeah. my comic thing. I, I put that on, you know, did that on the DL. 
Cut that Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't cool to be a comic book fan back then. You know what nah, I mean? Oh, nah, what is man. this kid shit, yo? You know? You know? <laughs> like, what are you guys talking about? I yeah, I, I was lucky enough, though, to grow up around people that enjoyed the culture, too. So, shout out to 13 and my boy, Copy. Eddie Copy. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I had people in my life that enjoyed that, too, which was fun. You know, so yeah, did you I, find I, people um, easily or no? Not well, not not until recently. So it was about ten years ago. You said uh, recently. Oh shit, bro. So, yeah, so, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask here, brother. You know, you see me. Uh, I'm an old man. Uh, how, <laughs> how, how old are you, brother? Uh, mid forties. I can't remember. I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes mid-40s. I gotta think, yo, bro. That that's the problem because I found myself up with that. And hey, Obi, what up, brother? What up, Obi? <laughs> Yo, but yeah, man, I, I I get it, I get it, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you was, told um, me ten years ago. So you're in your thirties when you found community. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I I'd never. I just didn't really get into comics, and so I was I was writing novels and those sorts of things, trying to get them published, and not not having much luck at all. And then I just walked into a comic book shop in Brisbane, in the city. Um, shout out to Comics, etc. Great. Great, uh, great place. So anyway, I went in there and I found, I think it was Chu, um, you know, the series, um, I'm going to murder his name, Rob, Rob Gilroy uh, does the art. Oh, I think you got it. It is, it is, I can't pronounce it either. I would have asked I can't, you. I can't get it. <laughs> I, saw, I think that was the first one I picked up. So there's a whole, whole bunch of image comic stuff there. I had no idea. I picked this stuff up, started reading and thought, oh, my God, like that, wh- th- these are amazing stories and they're not just about, you know, uh, superheroes and capes and all this sort of stuff. It's like, so I was just smitten straight away. I, I, I spent all my money and just bought everything that I could and then started reading and then uh, about three months after that I thought, well, I've, I've got to make comics. This is amazing. I had no oh, idea that you could do oh, this. Look at you. And that's where it started. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That, crazy. So I gotta ask you before we get into the comic stuff. You have yeah. a massive collection of guitars here, and then you also listed as a music producer. Talk to me about yeah. that journey a little bit. I mean, wh- what's your top bands? What type of music did you have in Oz that you were listening to that influenced you to, you know, follow that narrative as well? Yeah, well, I mean, I started playing when I was a, a little kid playing guitar. Um, didn't really learn much, you, you know, when you're forced to, to learn a lesson and you don't really, you know. But then, I, then I was a teenager. I know, when, when they want to teach you, it's a no. You, are, you know, when they yeah. make it fun, like you have an uncle come over, yo, pick up the guitar, let's have some fun, that's different. That's what my, my yeah, mother yeah. does with my daughter and she enjoys that. But if I was to put her on a, on a class, she'd probably be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's too, it's too boring, too boring. But when, when I was a teenager, then I started work, um, a few mates, we got into a band and I started playing guitar and bass and drums and keys and all that sort of stuff. So that was really when I, when I picked it up. Um, and then again, about 10 years ago, um, a lot happened then. I don't know what was going on in my life 10 years ago, but there was definitely something going on. Um, uh, <laughs> other, other than my son being born. So let's just hey, put that congrats. out. There. So that's hey. very important. Um, but yeah, so then I your discovered. Your first kid? That's your first kiddo? First and only. Yeah. So if, first and if only, he gets yeah. it wrong. We're, you know, we're done. We're one and done. So it's all on him. It's all oh, on him. Man, I hear you, brother. That's me and my wife. But we have a daughter, so I'm a one and done or two, brother. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, the rule is you got two hands. At least I can grab him and do something else. If I got two kids, I'm done. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what do I do? Right, if you got three, unless you got big toes and you could kind of grab them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I um. 
Uh, so I've always been involved in music, but then, yeah, about 10 years ago, I started um, uh, doing music for film and TV just in the background and, you know, a few things here and there and then working with indie artists, doing a little bit of production, all that sort of stuff. Any style, really, uh, rock, funk, you know. Then I started getting into hip-hop a lot more, um, oh, producing right. a, a couple of indie hip-hop albums and those sorts of things. What type of influences um, <clears throat> did you have when you started working on that, though? What, what type of influences you had? On, I'm curious, man, again, because you, you're in Australia. I mean, what type of hip-hop influences came your way? And, I mean, and was it way later than us in the States? I mean, I'm curious. Well, it's, so this is the interesting thing. I grew up in a very, very uh, ultra-religious family, uh, Pentecostal kind of tradition. Oh, oh one of, like, one of my boys. To... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yo, bro, my boy yeah. would be like, Al, I got the car. You have a mixtape? I'm like, you know, we were growing up as kids. Like, yeah, I got a new mixtape, brother. He goes, all right, bet. When my family goes to church, I'm going to scoop you so you could drive around Bushwick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I, you know, he goes, yo, just give me five hours for gas. You know, because back then it was cheap. And then yeah. you just pop the tape and, and, yo, I'll drive you anywhere you fucking want all night, bro. So we got to hang out. I said, all right, bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I said I, I wasn't I allowed it. to listen to anything. So uh, nah. it wasn't until I... So I you couldn't even escape out the house, though, like my boy was doing? Like, you know, the fake that they're sick and have a belly ache and all of a sudden they have your friends over. Yo, bring the new stuff. Well, none of, none of my friends were into hip hop back then. It, it was all, you know, chili peppers and that sort of rock funk sort of stuff. So, so you I mean, telling me that you were even alone in music? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow, it was a black hole kiddo. for a long time. So, so if you my go back brother. to the 80s and 90s and, and talk to me about bands and that sort of stuff, I've got no idea. It's, it's just a black hole. Uh, I mean, now obviously I've gone back and a lot of, uh, particularly That's a lot crazy. of boom bap stuff, uh, from early on, but, um, yeah, so it was really weird. I, I did uh, a lot of Latin music uh, in, in terms of um, Latin guitar and all that sort of stuff. Man, we're getting really into the boring stuff now. I apologize in advance. No, but, no, yeah, no. I, um, I'm i right into the, the Latin stuff, so I did uh, quite a lot of that. Oh, wow. Um, but, the, but then, yeah, when, when you start writing for film and TV and, and working with other producers and stuff, uh, you end up just doing everything. So, I mean, everything from hip-hop to country to rock to thrash to just you, you end up just doing everything. How easy is it to navigate that then creatively? It's uh, it's tricky when, you, when you're when you doing work for a client and they want. So I, I've got a few things that are, that are harder for me to do than other stuff. One of them is country music. I mean, God bless them. It's great. There's some great country stuff out there. I, I just don't enjoy making country music. It just doesn't, doesn't sing to me that much. But so when you get a client coming in saying, Hey, man, you, can you do this country track? And then you, yeah, of course I can. But you know, it's not, it doesn't really light a fire or anything like that. It's just, you know, um, whereas other genres like, you know, hip hop or, or, um, you know, funk or jazz or any of that sort of stuff, I, I tend to like a little bit more. <clears throat> but you just, you got to do what you got to do. Who's your crew? Do you have a favorite uh, crew? And hip hop or artist? I don't, just don't want to get anyone. So I don't want to say Wu Tang and then get you know everyone else upset. You know, <laughs> I'm a but... Wu Tang fan myself, though. I mean, inspiration much, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do like I do like a bit of the Wu Tang. Um, yeah, and look, I, I'm uh, I'm not I've, again. I'm super old, so I'm not. The, I got the, the album stuff. on tape. Don't you worry. I got the Wu Tang album on tape. And I no, know I DJ Tiger, shout out to Full Blast Radio, says the new stuff is mumble rap. Like, can you please open your mouths and enunciate? He makes me laugh when he says that. Yeah, it just makes me feel old, man. It makes me feel anything that's just got a beat and an eight oh eight and then just mumbling. Uh, I 
I, I don't get it. I don't get what the. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not my thing. But that's fine. That's for the kids. The kids can, <laughs> they, they can do it. That's fine. That's not. For yeah, me. well, if you could understand, they're great, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. It just Hello. makes me feel old. So talk about that navigation, though, because here you are. You're doing music, then you're talking about working on other things, and you're doing comics. I mean, <clears> how easy is the, that type of transition? You know. At all? Is it an easy transition that you find yourself having to relearn things or learn new things? It's uh, it, it's 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 hard, good, fun work uh, sometimes. So so particularly in the music, when I first started doing a, a lot of things that I wasn't used to, uh, the first ad that I had to do where I put together a, an ad for a, a hotel chain, um, and it's a you know two minute track, but it's got like four different bar- parts in it. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I took two days off work <laughs> to try and figure out how to do this thing. It just, I was sweating blood. It was just terrible, but it was a great experience. And then the next time I had to do one, it was a lot easier because you'd already done it. And it's a similar sort of thing. When I started getting into comics, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't do the smart thing. The smart thing is find local people, talk to them, get all the info you can, and then start doing stuff. No, nah, man, I just started. I just started and made all the Here's mistakes something. that you're not supposed to make, you know, and, and that's how I learned. But, yeah, it's all kind of in, uh, related, though, because the the music is what pays for the artwork. So the only reason I can really do comics uh, or, or start it anyway was because the music was bringing in enough money to fund the comic projects. Um, and they're all kind of, you know, it's all kind of interlinked. It's all creative stuff. Love it, love it, love it. And so... What are the inspirations behind those early comic books you started creating, man? I mean, when did you decide to take that step into being, okay, let me get into comics now? Yeah, well, uh, I'd already written uh, four, oh, at that time, probably about three three novels. <clears throat> novels. Um, and I had So yeah, you were novels. writing prose already? Some prose. Yeah, yeah, I was write, writing prose, trying to find a literary agent and just getting oh, rejection wow. letters, you know, all, all right. that sort of. For how, how, how long was that journey? You know, go uh, seven years on and off. Mm. Um, mm. So, I mean, even even now, I, I'm I'm just finishing off my tenth novel. Um, but tenth. if you look on, wow, salute novel, to you, my brother. Wow, ten thanks, novels, man. Then. God bless, bro. Awesome. But but if you look online, you can only see one because only one <laughs> is being published yet. Um, there's another one coming out next month and there's an, you know, so they're, they're all, cause they have to get edited multiple yeah, times and course, then they go through the course. publishers and all that sort of stuff. It takes a long, long, long time. But back then I didn't even have them published because there was just, I couldn't find an agent and all that. It's, it's a really depressing. Well, okay. Life. So wait, wait, do you think that's because of where you're based at though? Cause do you think it's much harder because you're in Australia or, or do you think the internet has been a positive impact, you know, in trying to get the message out? Would it have been any harder without it? You know what I mean? Talk about you know talk about I, that. I think so. I think yeah. I think um, I think the internet has been much more positive, certainly for comic creation, but yeah, also for writing novels and um, connecting with fans and all that sort of stuff. It's a lot easier now than what it was. But having said that, there are millions of people trying to you know fish the same pool, so it it, it is harder in in that sense. Um, but no, it, it, if you look, uh, if you talk to any, most novelists, it's the same story. It is just incredibly hard to break through because a literary agent 
they've probably already got someone that writes the same sort of stuff that you write. So they don't yep. want to compete with themselves and bring you on board as well, or they're just not interested at the moment. No, but it's actually, funny, you know? I'm, I'm that asshole, Morgan. I love to compete against myself. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, you know, I'm, I'm an, I, yeah. I like to see stats and see how things perform to see, okay, so that means if this works here, I should apply this here so make it work there. You know what I understand? Yeah. So I yeah, love yeah. competing against yourself is probably one of the best things you could ever do, to be honest. Because you can really yeah, and, compare. Yeah, and and the well, no no one's ever going to be able to criticize my work more than I've already criticized it. I it, know everything that is wrong with everything I've ever created. And but, but that's the creator. Yeah, you yeah. you guys already are so emo. Oh my god, this is the worst thing I'm doing. I'm still going to put it out. Hey, could you stop it, guys? I, you know, you guys are doing awesome stuff, man. Like, you know, be confident, man. Don't, don't you know? But I, I know you guys are your own worst critics because I hear this from yeah. every single creative ever spoken to. Makes me laugh, and you know, and even you, you, you laugh because you know it's so true, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you guys need to stop that. Just be confident, man. You guys have a fan base. You got people believing in your work. I mean, I, I know, I know, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, yo, you gotta have that little bit of confidence, you know. Say, you know what? That little bit of swag is showing. Like, okay, okay, yeah, maybe yeah. I got something. You know, it's okay, man, to feel good about what you're doing, to feel confident. I hate when people try to, you know, even try to. You know, downplay that. Oh, you shouldn't be. That's arrogance. No, it's not. You could feel yeah. prideful about what you're doing. Why not? I mean, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're making an impact or, or people are just loving it, hey, be happy about it. It's okay. Whoever says that you can't be happy about your own shit, middle finger salute to you. <laughs> <laughs> For real, yo. For real. Yeah, so yeah. let's talk about this baby, though. I want to bring up. I've been dying to show these pictures. <laughs> yeah. You got this amazing project up right now on Kickstarter. Now, well, you, you I, I don't understand this. You, it blows my mind. You put a goal of $712. I'm like, damn, that sounds so low. And yet you're already at over three racks with 35 days to go. Amazing, yeah. bro. Look at the love you're already getting. So, talk, for, talk to me, though, that logic, though. Why put such a low goal? Did you already have this in print or something at a good price? What's going on here? Talk about it, man, because damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so so the logic is um, I, I've already paid for all of the artwork. It's all done. They're ready. All six books are ready to go. Um, Everything uh, is ready. Oh, wow. It's it's, it's all ready. So one, one of the things with it, there's a bit of psychology behind it, I suppose, but, but what I want people that are backing the campaign to understand is, A, it's definitely going to get funded. So even if only three people buy the thing, they're all going to get, you know get the, the thing so i want them to have confidence that it's going through but yeah. also that it's all done i've already invested the time the money all that stuff's in there thank you so, thank you, you for know. being so forward thinking morgan yeah, yeah thank you and you know so what it's, it's, uh, i didn't tell you this before but i, I grew up in on morgan avenue in brooklyn ah, there you go yeah. There you go, bro. Is that your is that your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 down in melbourne there's Morgan Brooklyn Street. No, there's not. Uh, no, there's no Almega Avenue. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there might be. There might be. <laughs> but bro, talk about it, bro. Talk about it. I mean, look at these covers. Talk about this character. Talk about the inspiration, especially the look, because you know, outside of the the stream, we were talking about how this is your. You know, I said, damn. You know, I love how you took this you know, manga approach to it. And you were like, this is actually my first time doing that. So yeah, talk yeah. about I, that. 
I'd never done, uh, so I've got a, a bunch of comics, but never done manga before. And I, I had this novel of Shadow's Daughter. Um, and I love the story. I love the characters. And I thought it's, there's a lot of fun and action and all of that sort of stuff going on. I thought that would work really well with manga. So I thought, I'll just do it. I'll just contact some artists, see what I can get, you know, get going. Uh, and then I found a, a really good artist for the initial, um, initial run, started working on it and I, it just seemed to work and people seemed to connect really well with the characters and all that sort of stuff and that style. Yeah, um, and then so as part of this campaign, uh, last year I started doing the black and white spin-off versions, which I hadn't done before. They're, they're standalone oh, cool. versions, you know, which are kind of earlier episodes from the main character's life. So that was really cool. So th- this one has sort of. Oh, two- you're really digging into that whole manga kind of style, though, because you know I seen yeah. that within the uh, One Punch Man universe. That's the first time I saw that. Even though they have a regular season, they do kind of an outside season where yeah. it kind of dips into other things. Like, oh, oh man, what's this? I'm, I'm saying, like, wow, I'm learning. Even as I get old, oh, look at these gray hairs. I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning. Like, wow, your creators are very um, savvy right now on how to. Uh, keep you know showing different narratives of cre- of the their creations, if you will. You know, here's this life cycle, but here's what they did before. If you're interested, you know, like I love that. I I we mm-hmm. I, I'm so glad to be in this this cycle of like I told you before the uh, create the creative golden age, independent creative golden age, if you will. You yeah. guys are just murdering things. So explain to me the character and all. Did you have an ex girlfriend like this or something? What's going on? No, no, I just, uh, I wanted, uh, a really <laughs> strong character that has a very, very, very strong power. So her, her thing is that she can bend shadow and, and use it as a weapon and all that sort of stuff. Um, and in your universe, that's one of the most powerful, you know, or rather most dangerous of the, yeah. of the universe of people here. Cause it's, it's, to me, it's, please, if you can kind of tease yeah. people, what happens in this world? Apparently. Okay. So, uh, uh, 19, oh, sorry, about 30 years before the story takes place, uh, the moon rises, but it's a demon moon or a red moon or a blood moon that rises and it hangs in the sky for about a month. It doesn't disappear. And while that's happening, there are earthquakes, floods, natural disasters, all that sort of stuff. And a certain percentage of the population start to exhibit, um, underlying kind of uh traits so your vampires werewolves uh those sorts of things start coming out in in like you know one in a million you know so not so many these, but, but enough. these myths become true in, in yeah exactly so there are the, the whole idea is there are two sort of worlds that occasionally collide or, or bleed into one another and this is the result of that but what happens is it actually happens so dramatically that people can't deny anymore ah yeah, they're, they're all real. There, there are actually vampires and there are, so they all sort of come out of the shadows, the ones that have existed. And <laughs> everybody's locking down like it's the purge and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, all the normal people are locked away in, you know, walled, um, you know, suburbs and high, okay. you know, high rises and that sort of stuff, staying safe while this is going on. Um, so the main character, Summer, she, um, she's actually born as this is happening. So she's born into this world and she gets this rare ability, which is to, to bend the shadow. The only other person that they know of that has that same ability is, um, <laughs> a serial killer that, uh, existed, oh, you know, about 15 years earlier. So that's another reason why people are freaked of her because 
you know, when they see that she's a shadow man, so they, they immediately go back to this horrible character that did this nasty stuff. Yeah, um, of course, you know, the, you know, the, the sins of one, you know, go upon the many, right? <laughs> that's it. That's exactly. And she kind of uses that because she, she's effectively a, a bounty hunter. She's in it I for the see money. It. I, and I yeah. think this cover is the best representation of her as that bouncer. I mean, if I see this lady coming at me like this, I'm like, holy shit. So, so yeah. you just cuff me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, it. I did yeah, it. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. That, that was the, the one, the thing I, I really wanted to do was make her so overpowered. But the story is about what happens when that's more or less. But talk about this cover though, cause this, I, I just mm. love the, 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 the art behind this. It's very Jay Lee-ish in a way, you know, yeah. the color work and all gorgeous. Who is this? So this is a, I don't, this is the problem that I have with, um, with artists. <laughs> they don't use their real name a lot of the okay. time. So okay. this is a, this is a, a, a guy named, uh, Reizu, uh, R-H-O-I-Z-Z-U. I, I, I don't, okay. I'm probably really. Razu, Razu. Okay. Yeah, man. So he's, he's done a couple of the, the covers for this. He's actually doing another one for me at the moment, which nobody knows about. So it's a sneaky one that's coming out. Oh! Yeah. Yo, folks, you see this? You need this in your life. Isn't this Exclusive. an amazing piece of art? This is yeah, it, this, it's Thank amazing. You. Thank amazing you. Amazing one. Allow me to tease it because this is gorgeous, bro. Yeah, it's gorgeous really, really art. cool. Oh, that's the oh. same same artist. Same artist. Oh, really, really cool. So the the idea is earlier in her career, she uses a lot of bladed Jeez. weapons and that sort of stuff. They're all made out of shadow, but so she's not Puerto Rican, then, right? No, no. Oh, uh, no. I, she's, I'm messing around. Every American. time I'm Puerto Ricans loving knives, you know, you know. Hey, I'm Puerto well, Rican. I mean, maybe, maybe she there's might, a bit of. You know. Hey, why not throw that in there? Because you know we're masters of that. Why not? I want, I want to see a film with a Puerto Rican samurai because we know how to fuck around with blades. We do. Nice. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> a stereotype. It's a shoot, damn it. You know. <laughs> oh, and look at this now. Different cover. Gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. This is by a friend of mine, um, Willie, Yo, Willie Roberts. He's a great Willie artist. Willie Roberts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shout He's, out, uh, Willie. Great job. Amazing. Amazing artist. Yeah. And oh, obviously oh, in the, the back, the background characters are shadow is, yeah, is the I, I used to have those, those ab lines, you know, that was when I was in my very early thirties. I had, I, I had it for at least two years when I was working out hard. Oh, oh man. Did, I can. I I've never seen that looking back at me in a mirror. Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. No, right now we're both at the uh, the dad bod level. It's okay. Yeah. We're still sexy, apparently. Dad bod is sexy now. <laughs> oh, Ooh. look at this. And please explain to me who is this character is like thugging homie right here. Yeah. So the one of the reasons why I wanted to write this is because I swore I would never write anything about vampires and werewolves because it was right about the time that, you know, oh, the, the big <laughs> movies were out. And I thought, <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to write about a shiny faced vampire and werewolf and love story and all that. So but in the end, I said, you know what? You're a writer, man. You got to force yourself to do stuff you don't want to do. So I said, I'm going to write something. And that's where the idea originally came from. So that character is, rather than a werewolf, we call them uh, Vorgan or with a W. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because you really are using a different language here. But but what's funny is I really understood. Mm. I'm like, damn, bro, this geek talk is real. It's just a little bit different. 
Yeah, this geek talk is so real that we could immediately understand. Like, if I give this to my wife, she's like, what the hell is this? Oh, it's a motherfucker <laughs> she don't know. <laughs> Damn, bro, we're bad, we're bad, but I love it. I so love this uh, and that's uh, that's uh, Moses May is uh, another artist. He 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 did that one there. He does a lot of my covers. His yeah. stuff's amazing as well. And I really did this cover a lot because here is this big wolf. I mean, like grimacing, like yo, I'm about to fuck you up. Yeah. And yet, look at her face. Yeah. What what yeah. what what you gonna do, dude? <laughs> yeah. He, right? He's he's the one that's in danger, not not her. He's yeah, he's about to get his head and, ripped off. And that would scare the shit out of me because, you know, if I'm menacing you like that and you stay in that car, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it, man. That's and it. look at this scenery and this pages and this one big panel here. Talk about this, my brother. Let me take my little thing off so people can appreciate this beautiful art. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so what's uh, happened? that's from the first issue. That That's the uh, – uh, so there's, there's two color issues, the first and second issue. They're all above 40 – uh, actually, all the books are above forty pages, so they're quite quite big. So you kind of get you get a decent story. Thank um, you. Something that takes you more than a half hour to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm the same, man. I, I hate it when I back a campaign and I get the thing and I'm really excited and it's like twenty pages and I'm done. And I, oh yeah. man, and you waited like and yeah. waited for years. Like right now, I've been waiting yeah. for like ten years for Rob Whitefeld. So Rob Whitefeld, send me my damn rig. I get I send them emails like, yo. This is my address. Where's the book? You're talking about people are sharing this on social media, and yet I have not seen one picture. Yeah, man, and that's another Don't reason lie. why. Don't lie, you know. That's that's why I have such a low uh, a low amount to get the campaign funded because I again I want people to know they're they're ready. I'm I'm ready to send them. Um, yeah. So this is th so the first two are uh, the main story of the whole thing. So there's probably another two or three volumes that'll be coming in that'll finish that that story. Uh, that's from the second one. Yeah, gorgeous um, art, man. Look, and then also even your panel usage. You know, you you really hit that 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 manga. You know, look and stride. You know, but uh, and we read this like an American book. We don't read it backwards. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. At least it made me, made it easier for me. Thank goodness, because yeah, I had to get used to reading it in that manga style. It took me a bit to really like get acclimated to reading that way, and, and it was only because of Spawn when I got that Spawn manga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they, these are all uh, American standard style, so they they go. It, it's easier yeah. for me to to write that way as well, so that's why I did it. Um, so they're the two color ones, and then the black and whites. There are right there. Look at that. Look how sexy. Oh my yeah, god. Look at that. Pretty cool. So these are kind of the backstory of Summer as a as a bounty hunter and how she kind of got where she where she is and some of the adventures she had and enemies that she met and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's also a little bit of a story. There's a bit of a theme of addiction that goes on throughout. So even though it's fun and it's exciting and everything, that there's some more serious stuff in there. So she she struggles with addiction for um, basically a drug that helps you deal with when the the moon comes up and you're one of these remade individuals that has these special powers. Um, so she she had to use that earlier on when she was younger to cope with the everything that was going on, and as a yeah. result, it, it caused issues. You know, yeah. You know what? Let, let's show this trailer you got on this Kickstarter right now, so people could enjoy. You know what we're talking about a little bit more. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, but hell yeah, man. Listen, but I love it. I love it. People need to understand why I love it too. And you, you hear marks here, man. This is a great book. You hear it, right? Yeah, yeah. My man, the, the, the quickest video ever right here. But look yeah, at yeah, this, folks. Look at this. Look at this, folks. He asked for 712. He's at 32. 51 backers. 35 days to go. I mean, this is an amazing little book right here. I mean, look at this, bro. Six issues. One story, bro. And and it's broken up, man. You know, they got the rogue broke man, sir. What is it? What lies beneath uh, the ether heart, the lunar eye? Jesus. Look at this, bro. Look at this. 56 pages, 44 pages. None of these are 24 pages, folks. Nah, nah, I don't Who needs that? You're gonna <laughs> yeah. be, you're gonna be sitting here for a half hour eating and enjoying this shit, uh, this beautiful content. And I mean, yo, look at these prizes, bro. Nine bucks for, for the PDF, more than fair for especially the, the size of the book. Trust me. The, that's also, um, that's, uh, Australian money as well. So it's actually cheaper for you guys. Even cheaper for us Americans. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, I know. Dodgy ex- ex- complains to me all the time. I had to pick up a Goliath for him because you guys are trying to kill him in Oz for a Goliath figure. Yeah. yeah. So when I told him my shop had, had another one after I bought one, he goes, please, yo, can you tell him to, you know, I, I want it. Right, so I, I bought it for him as a gift, you know, for our one year anniversary of the year now where I show. So I have it right over there. So I get you guys. You guys are getting murdered on that shipping, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's well, and that, so for this campaign, what I've done is I've got a US printer and an Australian printer, so we can oh, yeah, print yeah. us as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. Smart up. thinking. Smart yeah. thinking. I mean, and, and look at the, again all the covers. Beautiful. Uh, this, this is still. This is just for me my favorite, bro. This is yeah. some gangster. I love bro. that one so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it, for real, for real. But all of these, I mean, look at this. She looks great. It's just that, the black, white, grays, and then that that, that, that red, you know? Yeah. You're like like killing me, bro. I love it. (laughs) And look at this. This is so H.R. Geiger, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, this this is the Daniel Reed cover. It just got unlocked Mm. last night. So that's now available uh, for people that want it as well. That's really cool. That's one of the characters at the top. He's called Telos. He's a... What they call an ink mancer, so he uses tattoos and stuff to do uh, oh, sorcery stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, but for me though, this is so HR Geiger in the look. I yeah. think he achieved something very different here. I love it with the hoses and everything. This is fat, yo. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh now, wow! Yeah. So this wow. is one from a previous campaign. This is Adam uh, Camille. Like he's a, he's an amazing artist. Um from Poland actually. And he, so he did it. So the previous campaign that I did, I printed a bunch of these and I forgot that I had them. So I found them the other day. I've got 50 odd here. So basically the first 50 print backers will get the choice of getting that cover. Yo, um, get this one guys. This is yeah. gorgeous. My God. It's really what cool. a, yo bro. This is amazing. I am digging it. 
Uh, yeah, Minky, man. Yeah, I like that homie, bro. I was really reading it. Yeah, like, yo, do you have history with that accent or something? Because, geez, bro, I was reading it with that accent the whole time. <laughs> I grew up in New York, so I was like, I was around many accents. So it's like, I, I, it's easy for me to like, when I read it, really hear it in my mind as I read it. Yeah, it's, uh, I've never, I've met a few people with similar accents, but I can't think of a single person. But yeah, it, it, I wanted to write it like that you can, you can just feel him. You just imagine who this guy is. Yeah. You did a great job with that, brother. Cause when he, when he was reading him, he put, had, had a big smile. Like, wow, I know people like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I mean, and again, look at that. As I showed you before, folks, beautiful pages, yo, you know. Homie's ready, bro. And you see these black and whites. These are gorgeous, yo. I'm a black and white yeah. fan. So look at this. And this yeah, beautiful yeah. anime, you know, manga uh, style. You know, great decision to go this route with this character because I think that you're going to connect with a lot of people on it uh, on yeah. a heavy scale. Yeah. Mm, look at this. Woof. Right by digital basis, print basic digital upgrade, digital premium print upgrade, Mike. Oh my god. Forty bucks, I could get all the all these issues. Well, that's also that's forty dollars Australian, so that's less for you guys. <laughs> I, I, I get it, I get it even cheaper. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me check what what the hell is this? So forty Australian is what USA. Oh man, yo, it's $28.59, folks. Yeah, so the, up, the upgrade $40. one. Is, wow. The, <laughs> the upgrade one is if you, if you already backed a previous campaign, you'd already have issue one. So that's kind of without issue one. Okay. Whereas the print premium is if you've never backed it before and you want the whole lot. You also get a behind the scenes, uh, PDF and uh, soundtrack, music soundtrack for the series with the print premium one there. Hold on, yeah. I gotta know what is fifty five now because now you're killing me, bro. It's like okay, <laughs> if we could get it cheaper, I'm sorry we getting it. Yo, bro, folks, fifty five Australian dollars is only thirty nine dollars and thirty one cents. You know, in the U.S. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know, you're saving money here. Look at that price point and what you're getting it for based on American dollars. You, know, you want me to tell you what one twenty sounds like? It's going to be under 100. <laughs> All right. Um, that is why. Oh, my God. $120 Australian dollars. Come on now. Now you, now Google wants to try to treat me funny. Look at this, folks. 120 Australian dollars. It's only $85.76 American. Oh, Come on, yo. Folks, why would you not back this? Uh, you guys would be crazy. You're like, you're winning hand over fist on this. I mean, look at this. You get to see Morgan screaming on every single page like this. <laughs> yeah, I you can, I mean, you, you can get, get Morgan, little Morgans everywhere. Oh no, it's Morgan again. No, Star Wars Morgan over here. What is going on? Holy crap. Bro, you don't so want to see um, Omega's face in that motherfucker. You're gonna get scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we got two of those left, so so oh, basically yeah. you can get drawn ah. in. Bro, yeah. I love this. Look at that, bro. I I need to have an Omega version of that. You got the guilty <laughs> of gatekeeping. How dare you be gatekeepers when no one asks you? 
You know? Yeah. Type yeah. of shit. I love it. Look at this. Oh, man, look how fancy, bro. You, sh- you should wear these candles more often, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. But look at this. And you even got a soundtrack, bro? Yeah, yeah. Got a, got a soundtrack. It's, uh, look at this. So, talk- oh, really? Is this your own track, your own music? Yeah, it's all, it's all my music. Um, my, most of the comics that I do, I'll, I'll do a soundtrack. To them just because i can you know it's fairly easy for me to do and it's fun and it's just something a bit extra so yeah oh man yeah you gifted but i wish i had that time to be able to make some beats but what i will bless my whole team with original intros and you know to screw listen folks if somebody called merlin on youtube be hitting you up on copyright strikes merlin is an ai robot it is bullshit fight them don't let them yeah all right but check this out. You got stretch goals. You got everything going on. You can't even more to be open. And here we go. Stretch goal five. Like, I love I love this picture. He's like, ooh, I'm thinking about this. You know, maybe everybody gets a kitten. Who knows? That's what I'm getting reading from here. <laughs> Are you going to mail kittens? What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There, well, I've got some other. So, uh, one of the extras in there is a PDF version of another Shadow's Daughter comic, which is complete. Um, I'm just it. getting the cover done as well, but who knows? There could be some extra stuff. And the shout out to the team here, which of course is yourself, Veron, Mazroom, Vanilla Groove, Reinhardt Studio, Francesca, Daniela. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Daniela, yeah, yeah, she's a colorist. Yeah, I yeah. got it. So God bless you guys. Yo, you guys hooked up with the with the right homie here, man. I love this project. I'm having hella fun as I read it. I can't wait for number two. He's telling you everything's ready, folks. But when you support a creator that already has it ready for you, he just so basically what's the Kickstarter for? Is it to print the product and get it out there? It's to, yeah, it's to print it and get it out there. Um okay. and then uh yeah, I'll, I'll the next one I run will be um uh hopefully closing out the the whole series but um yeah it's it's essentially to get it in as many hands as i can spread the word and Love there's it. some extra stuff in here obviously that you can't normally do when you're just selling it on the shelves so yeah well i dig it man and, and these are all your other projects if you've done thus far in the comic book world yeah so some some are comics wow. some are books um so there's a, a couple of yeah. novels in there and some comics as which well. are the novels which are the novels uh, so Whiplash is, it's, it's also going to be a comic, but I haven't released it yet, but there's Whiplash is the novel. Oh, and it's Marcosia you're working with. I love those guys. Yes. So, I mean, should I say anything? I'll tell me. Can you tease me? Come on now. Tease, tease our listeners now, our viewers. Come on now. All right. So I haven't announced this and I, and I, I wasn't going to announce it until next week, but you know, I'll just do it. Anyway, so. Uh, I've actually signed Shadow's Daughter to Marcosia. So, so after the campaign ends, um, the, 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 my, my version, the super serious comics, uh, versions, they'll go out to all backers and they'll have the extra added things in there. They'll be a bit more unique because they won't be the standard Marcosia version, but the Marcosia version will be available worldwide. Oh, Um, man. Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole series, and there's there's three more that are already complete. In addition to this, or that are going to be complete uh, very shortly, they'll be included. 
Um, yeah, a bunch of other stuff coming. Talk um, to me, later. man. You know, let's give a shout out to Marcosia because Comic Crusaders love celebrating independent publishing presses. I mean, how did you even hook up with Marcosia and, and decide to work with them, you know, with your books and titles? Uh, well, obviously, everything that I've been doing, I, I usually run a Kickstarter and then try and find a publisher that might work with. Um, and uh, I, I didn't go to Marcosia for a long time because they, they traditionally go for the, the larger uh, graphic novels. And I didn't have a graphic novel. I just had lots of series of small yeah. things. Um, but anyway, I, I was um, talking to another uh, creator and he, he had something and it was out by Marcosia and it was a series of smaller pieces that were bound together in, a, in one book. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know you could do that. So I asked him, what do you think about these guys? Are they good? Are they? And he said, oh, look, best experience I've ever had. They're an amazing publisher. They're great. Rah, rah. Love it. So I thought, all right, I'm going to try it. And, that, and I just put the application in, had a chat to them. And then, yeah, went from there. So, yeah, they're, they're, a, a fair bit of my stuff is now going to be going through um, my cozy, which is great. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love it, man. I love it, man. You know, there you go, man. The world of independent folks. If you haven't heard of my cozy, please check them out. But please support this amazing project. I mean, homie's kicking ass. And I love that picture again. Like, yo, what else? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what a tease, man. You know what I mean? This, this is great, but it's beautiful art. You, you've developed an amazing team. You, you know, you've navigated so much, you know, and so differently in, in your journey. So talk about that. I mean, you know, is there any advice you would give people that are trying to, you know, even step into this journey, even though they're coming from another? Have you, have you taught yourself to navigate the way you have and, and acclimate yourself, you know, into doing these different things? Yeah, well, there's probably two things. Um, so one of them, uh, is I've made a lot of mistakes earlier, but, but so recently, uh, I started working with a company called, uh, Inked Marketing. So that they helped me sort of put hey, together. Hey, I know them. Shout out to Inked Marketing. I know yeah, yeah. them. Good stuff. Yeah. Great, great guys. So, so yes, I, I do some work with them and all that sort of stuff and they help me with the campaign, but they also just help a lot with just advice and things that I wasn't quite sure of and how do I structure this and all that sort of stuff since checking everything. Um, so I found You're that. You're a creator. Movie. What do you know about the admin side of it? You like creating stuff. You know, you need people to, on yeah. that administrative side that can say, hey, this is what else we need to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So and that, handle so, that for you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's all the promotion and all that. That that's the stuff that you don't really know about as a creator when you first start. That it's not good enough to just produce the thing and stick it somewhere. No one will come to it. You've you've yeah. got to promote it and get it out there. And that's where you know someone like Inked can really help get the word out there. And then there was also just the, the community, the Australian community locally that I got to know. Um, and just talking, there are a lot of really great people in in comics um yes, uh, dodgy then, loves inked too he was telling me he? about them yeah so yeah yeah great. i, think I he's mean part I, of the thing. I, I gotta connect you with, 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 with him too so you could go on his in the you know think in the podcast or some of the cats you know as a guest and talk independent comics especially from the creative perspective you know as a fellow mate from australia if you will yeah yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah that'd be great that'd be great yeah, man, I um, hope you're on my brother. Yo, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the other thing is, um, like I was saying, uh, my first the first comic I tried to to push through Kickstarter, I printed it in America, shipped it to Australia, and then shipped it back to America. Oh wow, what a project! Which was the 
dumbest thing in the world to do. And it Jeez. was oversized. It was too big because I didn't know what the the, co- the standard comic size was. So it's a massive. So you thing. were black label size, right? Or, or, yeah, or yeah. did you go treasury size? I mean, what, what happened here? <laughs> uh, it was eleven by fourteen or something. It was just oh, too, too, too big. Yeah, yeah. It was Bro. it was big and thick, thick, thick paper. So I didn't make any. I lost money on that whole campaign. It wasn't really, but I learned a lot about what you don't do and that you yeah, don't. No, yeah, you said, damn, I never do this again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But then, you know, you slowly start wow. to get to get better. But so, yeah, wow. my advice would be find people that you can talk to, get everything that you you can out of them first before you start um, going with it. Um, and, yeah, find a great artist and, yeah, just – just. Um, it's a it's a lot of work and there are not not so much scams but there are you know some unreliable individuals out there so you've got to kind of be willing to you know try people out give it a go when you find people you connect with you stick to them if you find a great artist that works well you pay them right you you know make sure that yeah. you always got them on board all that Take sort of care stuff. of your people man you know yeah, especially yeah. If you believe in them you know cuz you know it, it takes a village like like raising a child it takes a village that's what a comic book is it takes a village you know here you've built you know you handle certain aspect but you have a, a team to handle other aspects and here comes together this wonderful project like shadow's daughter that you've created that thoroughly entertaining, like for real. I was there on my computer for like honestly forty five minutes reading the digital print. That my wife's like, um, it's taking so long. You know, she's waiting for me to do other <laughs> things. So I'm like, this is not a Marvel comic, baby. This is this, this is not fifteen minute read. <laughs> That's my answer. And then she still looks at me perplexed because she's also going to read comics like that. She's yeah. like, you and your nerd stuff. <laughs> it's good to know, man. It's good to know someone else has got a wife that says that sort of stuff. Cause yeah, yeah. Same. I mean, it's okay. She, she, she straight out tells me I'm not, I'm not a fan of this stuff. I mean, I like my CW. I'm like, and that's the worst one to like. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be watching the HBO Max. That's the real deal, son. I mean, I mean like that CW, that, that that's made for y'all, for for the ladies, for real. There's too much emotional context behind that, where it's like, you know, where you you know HBO really gets into the nitty gritty uh, of the stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Know, I mean, look at Peacemaker. I mean, that's an that's an unapologetic apologetic show, and I love it for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and weird, so weird. It is so it's weird. Great. I dig it. Though. I mean, but you know, the only thing that I'm kind of still a little upset about is like, damn, bro, you have Adrian Chase, and you're making him look like a clown. This homie's supposed to be a lawyer, yo. Yeah. He's yeah. not a clown like that. That is just some guy. Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm just here. I just wanted to be. No, he was a lawyer that saw people getting off, and he got mad and he was like, you know, I'm gonna dress a vigilante and I'll I'll do my own justice. That's why he's called vigilante. Yeah. And I mean, and even that whole story is crazy because this is the first character in comics that at the end of his own storyline commits suicide. That was one of the first comics wow. that to yeah. me was dressing mental health and and you know. How his journey led to him getting to that point where he's, he offed himself. Like, wow. No, yeah. Not many people talk about that book and how deep it really is. The vigilante well, character is really deep, but now they're clowning him via the Peacemaker show. 
See, every time I get on one of these shows and talk to guys like you, now, now I think, well, now I got to go and buy that and read it because I've got so many, so many gaps in my education. I need to read this stuff. Yeah, check That's out awesome. that vigilante. It's 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 deep. It's great. Uh, beautiful art throughout. Uh, yeah, Peacemaker does make a run in the uh, appearance in the run. I had it at one point, the whole run, but for, you know, life consequences where I have to, you know, sell my run to pay, you know, bills. <laughs> yeah. But thank yeah. God I had the comics. Is what I always say is like comics are always taking me out of my life situations, and that's why I, I will always give my blessings and to comics and creators like you. Because it's always, you know, helped me, you know, one way or another. Um, yeah. You guys are awesome. So, my brother, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you Thanks, so man. much for hanging out with me today. But, folks, yo, it's, I've been showing this throughout. You know it. Please support this project. Shadow's Daughter, Fantasy Thriller, Manga, Six Issues, Done. And, and you need to fix the, the, the manga because this is Managa. Yeah, yeah. I just like <laughs> This is Managa. You know what? That may, maybe that's how we pronounce that pronounce it in, in Australia. That's all. Yeah, um, that's yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what it is. You know, and please visit Morgan's website so you can check out not just short Shadow's daughter, but everything else he's done. Follow him on everything there as well. Keep up to date on everything he's doing because, as you can see, Morgan is mad cool. I mean, just look at that the whole guitar collection behind him. He even got a ukulele, folks. Come on. Yeah, how can you not yeah. be a fan of someone that even could play a ukulele, son? <laughs> I love it, bro. You inspired me to death, my bro. And follow Morgan on Meta or Facebook, as it was formerly known as. You know what I mean? So Morgan Quaid writes, you know, show him some love, and even on Twitter too. He everywhere. He's really everywhere as Morgan Quaid. Check him out. He's really a great creator that that is bringing some wonderful entertainment into our lives that does take us out of the narrative of the everyday. Oh, you know how I preach this to you folks. You know, sometimes we need to just get away from the news and have that real escapism. So Morgan here with Shadow's daughter has really provided that escapism, you know, that no real world shit. It's just like, yo, check out how this girl is trying to navigate this, this world, you know, get paid <laughs> to pay her rent. I mean, it, it's slice of life, but at the same time, it's it's a, it's a very powerful character that needs to get the business done. And when you start meeting the cast and and start understanding what the narrative is, yo, y'all gonna be hooked like fishes, yo, for real. You know what I mean? Don't even fight, yo. Just get hooked up like you were a goldfish. Just get hooked. Yeah, I love it. So, Morgan, bro, thank you again for your time today. You are Thanks, the man. man, folks. You know my outro tells you what to do, but Please also check out my family at undercovercapes.com. No Price Podcast, Definitive Crusade, Outside the Panels, Flipside Focus. I mean, sloppy spoilers. We got it all over there, folks. We got everything to keep you entertained. So check out my extended family. Check us out at comiccrusaders.com. So la próxima, mi gente. Thank you, Morgan. Wepa, later. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 